eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. Today I want to talk about something that I have been struggling with a lot lately. It is not related to eco-friendly living. This is more for my mamas out there or anybody that's kind of going through a hard season in life and you just feel like you can't really keep your head above water or maybe you've had a lot of mental fatigue or brain fog and you just don't feel like you are on your A-game right now. Now, not really the same thing as survival mode. I have another episode on how to pull yourself out of survival mode. So if that's something that you need, go listen to episode 34. But this episode really isn't about survival mode. It's just about like when stuff gets hard. For me, it happens a lot when we're in periods where my husband is working a lot more than usual, like when he's not home as much as he usually is, and when things just all feel like they're piling up to the point where you are mentally exhausted from the moment that you wake up. Because it really can be a lot, whether you're a mom or not, life as an adult is just freaking hard sometimes. And I feel like all of us are just learning as we go and doing the best we can. So in this episode, I want to tell you my biggest tips for getting through the hard seasons. These things may all seem really, really simple to the point where you're like, oh, that doesn't really make a difference. But for me, these are the few things that really have made the biggest difference with helping me get through these hard seasons of life as a mom. So the first tip that I want to share with you guys is something that I heard a few years ago. I don't even know the first person that... I heard it from, to be honest. It was some like podcast or blog or social media post. I really don't know, but it's helped me get through these hard seasons so much. And that is the five things game. So essentially, if you're really, really overwhelmed with all of the cleaning that you have to do, or say you have a really, really tiny baby who needs your attention 24 seven, and you feel like you don't have the capacity to stretch and, you know, take care of your house, do the dishes, do the laundry, put toys away, whatever it may be, this is the five things rule. And that's if you think about it. So if you're holding the baby and you're like, gosh, I really need to unload the dishwasher, right then walk over to the dishwasher and you don't have to do the whole thing. You don't have to do the whole load of dishes. Just put five things away. And a lot of times what happens when you do this, at least for me, it's an immediate mental switch where I think I'm telling myself I don't have the time, I don't have the ability since I'm holding the baby to put away the dishes and that it something just shifts in my brain and I'm like, okay, five things game. Let me just go over and try to put away five things in the clean dishwasher. And you know what, there are some times where I will put five cups away or something and immediately the baby starts screaming and puking everywhere and I'm like, okay, cool, that was enough. I'm gonna go sit down and try to put him down for a nap again. 
But there are other times where I put five things away and then my baby's just chilling and I feel very motivated now that I'm actually like doing it. I realize that it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. And then, you know, five minutes passes and I have unloaded and loaded the entire dishwasher. So the five things rule just really helps me because, you know, I feel like a lot of times I just have this mental block in place where I tell myself I cannot multitask and do a certain thing. And so when I just make myself try, either, you know, you get a tiny chunk of it done and then it'll be a little bit less of a load later for you, or you can get the whole thing done because you realize that it was just your mindset that was ultimately holding you back. And this doesn't just apply to dishes. It can apply to like laundry, picking up toys, literally anything in terms of household cleaning, household chores, you can kind of like apply the five thing game rule to. Another thing that has been a total hack for helping me get through hard seasons of life is to listen to audiobooks or podcasts while I cook and clean. Whether it's put on my headphones or just pop in one earphone while I cook and clean and do stuff in the kitchen, this has really been a game changer for me in terms of not completely losing myself in motherhood. When I first had my baby, and honestly for a lot of my motherhood after that, I kind of felt like I lost my sense of self. And especially during hard and heavy seasons of motherhood, that has been a huge struggle for me. So listening to audiobooks or even podcasts of things that I'm interested in, things that will help me grow personally, or literally just books that make me happy. Like right now I'm getting really into the kind of books that I liked in middle school and high school, like the young adult fantasy fiction, things like that. And it might sound silly to some people, but that's really what makes me happy. And I love listening to that kind of stuff and reading those kinds of books. So being able to listen to the audio version while I go through these day-to-day tasks that I have to do, um, you know, in terms of just keeping the house afloat and with motherhood and everything like that, this has really given me an awesome outlet during these hard seasons where I can just pop a book in and it helps me kind of escape my world while I'm going through these day-to-day tasks. Another hack that I do at least daily, most days we do this multiple times a day, is I will blast music in the house and have a dance party with the kids. This not only like does it work whenever I need a mood booster, if I feel like I'm in a groggy or bad mood and I need a little bit of an energy boost, I will throw on music and, you know, dance and tell my kids to get in the kitchen and dance with me, and it instantly boosts everybody's mood. Or if one of the kids are having a particularly hard day and they're getting up in their feelings and I need something to just kind of lighten the mood and make them happy again, I'll throw on one of their favorite songs and we'll all dance around in the kitchen to it. Or sometimes like when my five-year-old is throwing a fit and he just will not get out of his mood, this is kind of a a little bit of an icebreaker. I'll play something really, really funny um, with our Alexa in the kitchen. Like right now, one of his favorites that always helps break him out of bad moods in particularly is I'll say, Alexa, play the fart song. And it's the most annoying thing in the world. It's literally just like three and a half minutes of farting noises to a beat. But every single time I'll sit there and like shake my butt to the beat like I am farting every single time and I'll make eye contact with my five-year-old and every single time he can't last more than like 10 or 15 seconds of that song without busting out laughing and it instantly 
makes his mood do like a 360. So in general, dance parties with the fam is a favorite in my house. And especially during these hard seasons, like it's not hard to just get in the living room, get in the kitchen and play a fun song that everybody can move to. But it will be a really cute bonding activity for you and your family. And it will, you know, everybody's getting their bodies moving and that will get some serotonin pumping. And if there are things that you need to get done in the house, it will also kind of get your body moving and get your mind moving in a productive way to where after your little dance party, you can go and do whatever it is that you need to get done. This was also a huge help for me when my kids were in their baby slash toddler phase and they had a hard time going down for naps. All three of my kids have really been contact napping babies where I've pretty much had to hold them for all of their naps, which as a stay-at-home mom, I really don't mind that. And I like the like attachment style parenting, so that kind of aligns with you know, what I'm all about. But, you know, like all babies, sometimes they had a hard time going down for a nap. And for some reason, I think it was around one to like one and a half year years old, both of my first two kids just had such a hard time going down for naps. They would fight it so hard. So with both of them, it was such a huge hack for me to put on music or like go to YouTube and put on like relaxing music videos and listen to music for probably between 10 and 20 minutes and just stand up with them and dance or like sway to the music while holding them and that would put them to sleep every single time. So yeah dance parties might not be everybody's cup of tea but for me they've been a really big game changer in my motherhood especially just when it comes to mindset and bonding with my kids and yeah they've just they've helped me a ton. Another thing that has helped me a lot is something that I've heard really recently, but it's to remember that the little moments are important. So when you're going through, you know, your day-to-day life as a mom and, you know, those moments where you kind of feel like you're not doing enough or you feel insignificant and like you're not doing a good enough job as a mom and a housekeeper, know that everything that you're doing is important. Whenever you're in the bathroom doing your skincare routine at night and all of your kids are fussing and they just want to go to bed, but you really need to wash your face and put on moisturizer instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm so selfish for taking this time or, you know, letting yourself get caught up in those negative thoughts just look at yourself in the mirror and think to yourself like this is important taking care of myself is important same thing if you're nursing the newborn and you know the dishes aren't done all you know everything is chaos in the house but you need to sit there and nurse and hold your baby instead of like thinking about all the things that you're not getting done just look at your sweet little baby's face and tell yourself this is important You know, when you're sitting there playing with your two-year-old on the floor, playing with her baby dolls, or when your five-year-old is sitting there telling you all about his latest like Minecraft monster that he's built, and all of these times you're like, there are so many different things that I could be doing right now than having this moment with my kid, you know, and you get caught up with the feelings of stress and guilt and overwhelm, just tell yourself that you doing this and connecting with your kids and spending time with them, that is what is important. For me, this is especially helpful when thinking about things like housework. There are so many times where my son is like, mom, come play this with me. Or my daughter is like, 
mom, I want you to hold me, play babies with me, whatever it is. There are so many times where things like that happen, but I'm on my way to do something or I feel like something else takes priority over my kids. And in reality, those things never come before my kids, like running to switch out the loads of laundry or going to finish up that load of dishes or whatever it may be. That you know, ultimately over time is not what is important to me over the relationship I have with my kids. So telling myself like, hey, the 30 seconds it will take to give my daughter a big hug and kiss or the 30 seconds it'll take to listen to my son's story, that is important. It's more important than whatever it is I was about to rush off and do. So yeah, all in all, just remember that the little moments are important and you are doing enough as a mom. And, you know, that quote in itself, little moments are important, that has helped me really be, like, present and mindful for those little moments. Like, it used to kind of be that I was just going through the motions, and even when I did connect and play with my kids, I wasn't really present in the moment. I was always thinking about the things that I had to do as soon as I got done with whatever I was doing with them. But, you know, just switching my mindset around a little bit has caused me to really take in the present moments that I'm having with my kids and I don't know it's literally like it makes me tear up just thinking about it but like over time that's gonna be what is important you know like when you're 50 you're not gonna pat yourself on the back for doing the dishes twice a day you're gonna like pat yourself on the back for raising amazing humans and having a great relationship with your kids, you know? So just remembering that and allowing yourself to enjoy those little moments instead of feeling flustered by everything that you're not doing when you spend those moments with your kids, if that makes sense. Another thing that's helped me that I learned really recently, actually, I think it was a month ago that I heard this for the first time, and it kind of goes hand in hand with those little moments with your kids, but that's 10 minutes a day of one-on-one time with each kid. I have read a lot about child psychologists and how they say that 10 minutes of one-on-one interaction with your kids each day is enough to let them feel seen, connected, and loved by you. And at first, this kind of sounded like a lot to me. I was like, 10 minutes, like, dang. And I have three kids, obviously my newborn, like I spend so much time with him right now that it doesn't really apply. But for my other two kids, like, dang, 10 minutes of sitting on the floor with them, playing with their toys. But then I, you know, swiped across to the screen time recorder on my phone and I looked at my average for this month of how many hours a day I spend scrolling on social media. And that was enough to automatically like switch my mindset to okay 10 minutes per kid every day is really not a lot of time so that's something that I've really been trying to do lately is giving each of my kids one-on-one interrupted time for at least 10 minutes a day of just playing with them and connecting with them and interacting with them So one of the last things that I have that has been a huge tip that helps me during hard seasons is to put in place rhythms for keeping your house in order. This is not something that I am an expert on by any means, so hopefully a couple months down the road I'll come in hot with an episode of in-depth routines and rhythms for keeping your house in order. Right now that's not me, but I do have a few rhythms that really, really help me keep the house in check. 
And these rhythms are something that they're not really like strict, like I clean the bathroom on Tuesdays, I do this, I do this. They're more things that I try to do either daily or weekly. And they really just help keep the house going when we're in these hard seasons. And I don't have a ton of time to dedicate to like housekeeping and like deep cleaning of the house every single day. So just to give a couple examples of rhythms that really, really help me, especially during these busy and overwhelmed seasons, one of them is to do one load of laundry every day. Now, for some people, this may seem like a lot. For some people, this might seem like not enough. But with the amount of clothes that we have like going through our house, if I do one load a day, like switch out the laundry once, do the folding and putting away and everything, that really helps me stay on top of the laundry pile to where it does not become laundry mountain. So pretty much every day when I wake up, I will try to start the morning out with getting the basket of clothes, putting them in my bedroom, and then like switching, putting the stuff in the dryer that was in the washer, and then starting a new load of clothes. I don't always fold it right then and there. Sometimes I'll come back upstairs in the afternoon and I'll fold and put everything away. But after I had my son and we had all of the laundry that comes along with having a new baby, I really felt like our laundry just increased like times 10 and it really felt so hard to stay on top of the laundry to the point where every time that I sat down to fold a load there would be like four or five loads and I'm just now coming out of that season of life of being overwhelmed by Laundry Mountain 24-7 and this is what one routine that's like really really helping me with that. So yeah, if you are also overwhelmed by laundry, try to get in the habit of doing one load a day and just see if it helps you. Another rhythm that has helped me a lot is I will put the kids to bed and usually what happens, which I think I talked about this a few episodes ago too, but you know, in the past what would happen is I would stay up on my phone for anywhere from one to three hours. Like usually I would stay up and I'd put the kids to bed at 8.30 or 9 and then I stay up until like 11-ish just scrolling on TikTok and Instagram and you know you know the drill just going through the social media circle so instead of doing that once all the kids are settled in bed I will sneak back downstairs and try to do what we call in my house a 10 minute tidy and that's pretty much just where anything that is left over from the day that we didn't clean up before going upstairs any leftover dishes, if I didn't get the chance to start the dishes after making dinner, anything like that, like any housework, like surface level housework that needs to be done, I will set a timer for 10 minutes and I'll go downstairs and just clean my butt off for 10 minutes. And those 10 minutes in the morning, like the next day that I wake up, it makes the world of difference waking up and coming downstairs to a clean, tidied up house and a sink that's not full of dishes and my son's backpack and snack and water bottle, like ready to go for school. Just waking up and having the whole house in order and everything where it needs to be to set our day up for success has been a really huge help for me. Another example of a cleaning rhythm that I I try to do in my house is to clean while I go. 
So while I'm making dinner or breakfast or lunch, whatever it is, instead of like waiting until the meal is completely done to clean up, I'll try to clean up the kitchen as I go. So like if I get the spices out, instead of just throwing them on the counter, I'll immediately like put them back in the cabinet when I'm done with them. Or if I use a cutting board and a knife, whenever I'm done using that, instead of just setting it to the side, I will put it in the sink and sometimes even like rinse it off and put it in the dishwasher. And I kind of try to do that in every aspect of my life. So not just like in the kitchen when I'm cooking, but also if I run into the bathroom to go pee and there's some trash on the floor, I will clean up the bathroom, do like a little tidy of the bathroom after I get done peeing. Or if I run upstairs to throw something in my bedroom, I'll try to take 30 seconds just to tidy up my bedroom, you know, make the bed if I haven't already, things like that. Any room that I go into, I try to clean a little bit as I go. And for me, obviously I can't do it all the time because obviously I would just get nothing done if, if every single room I went into I cleaned something. But I try to apply that rule a lot of the time and it really helps me stay on top of housework to where I don't have to power clean everything and it's not like an overwhelming amount of cleaning up at the end of the day, if that makes sense. So the last tip that I have that has been a really huge help in these hard seasons of motherhood is to try to set in place good habits. Now this one's hard because studies recently have shown that habits take about 66 days or around two months to actually stick. And two months of doing anything, let alone something new, is really, really hard when you're already busy and overwhelmed. But if it's something that will positively enrich your life, it's so worth it to try to form these new habits. And some of the things that we talked about, in my opinion, are already habits, like the cleaning routines that I have set up in the dance parties, things like that to me I've been doing for so long that they're just second nature now. But those are the things that I feel like make a huge difference in terms of getting through these hard seasons of life and motherhood. So while it might not seem like that big of a deal and like, oh, I don't think that I need to really address my habits, it really can make the world of difference in your life. Whether it's, you know, taking a walk with your kids every day before bed or maybe like right after you wake up, going outside and taking a breath of fresh air and doing like a morning ritual where you go through a mental list of everything that you're grateful for. Maybe it's do a yoga video by yourself or with your kids after lunch, you know, anything like that. Anything that would positively enrich your life if you did it every day. Anything that you think would be a cool thing to implement in your house, just do it. You know, there's no reason to hold back or to hold off on it. Think of something that would make you so happy and would add so much value to your life if you did it on a daily basis and then just make yourself do it. And it is hard and especially again if it takes about 66 days for these habits to stick. I know that that can be a lot and it is really intimidating but it's so worth it in the end. 
If you need more help when it comes to habits, I know that there are books specifically about how to change your habits. One that I keep hearing over and over again and I've heard amazing things about is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Circling back around to one of my first points, if you're super overwhelmed and you're in a hard season and you don't think that you really have time to sit down and read a book, go sign up for a free 30-day trial of Audible and get you the audiobook of Atomic Habits. And while you're cooking and cleaning and going throughout your day, you can listen to the audiobook version. So yeah, there you have it. Um, I think that that pretty much sums up the biggest tips that I have for getting through these hard seasons of motherhood and honestly just life in general because this entire episode can be applied even if you're single like you can have a dance party with yourself in the kitchen it is fine I won't judge you you know shoot me a dm on facebook tell me the time and I will put music on in my kitchen and have a dance party with you So regardless of where you are in life, I hope that this episode helped give you some tips for getting through these difficult times and harder seasons in your life. Know that whatever you're going through, I am here cheering you on and rooting for you 100% of the way. You got this. I believe in you. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next